Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Chris Hogan. He is the author of a book called Retire Inspired. It's not an age, it's a financial number. He also works with the Dave Ramsey organization. Welcome to the show, Chris. Well, thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Let's just start with a little bit of your background uh, leading up to writing this book and being part of the Ramsey organization. Well, it was one of those things where I was working in the banking industry um, and had uh, really plugged in and was helping people on the mortgage side and doing what I thought was very, very helpful. Um, and as I moved through the ranks from mortgages over onto the uh, more personal investing, the wealth side of things, it was really one of those uh, areas where I was starting to not feel like I was really helping people as much as I could. I felt like I was having to push products. And so for me, it was a matter of trying to figure out what was next for me, what's the direction I wanted to go, and what could I do. And that's where I had an opportunity to connect with Dave and really start to see his mission of hope to help people with money. So what is your role now in the Dave Ramsey organization? Well, I am uh, here at, at Ramsey Solutions. I am what's called a Ramsey personality. Uh, so my job here is to uh, create uh, content, uh, to travel around and speak, uh, whether it's on money, business, or leadership. And then I also do live events, our, our company events uh, that we do in the fall and the spring. So I travel a lot. I'm doing media. Uh, as well as writing uh, content for blogs and videos as well. So you wrote this book called Retire Inspired. There's been a lot of books written about retirement. Uh, why was there a necessary? Why, why did you find it necessary to do another one with your particular angle on this? Well, I think looking at my background as a former banker, uh, when I first joined Dave's team, uh, I was also uh, uh, an individual that did financial coaching. So I sat down with pro athletes and entertainers and musicians, and I would help the higher-end people kind of develop a, a day-to-day, long-term and short-term plan for their money. And so with my background in the banking world and in mortgages and investing, uh, that was a natural fit for me to be able to sit with people and walk them through. Um, after three years of doing that on the high end, we turned it around and really kind of opened it up to everyone. And so I was sitting with people and talking with them about this topic of retirement, and people were looking at me with uh, dazed and confused or this deer in headlights look where everybody thought that Social Security was going to take care of them, and it wasn't. And so digging into that, the stories that I saw as a coach, as also the information that I learned working with people, I knew I had something different to share. I wasn't writing a book from Wall Street. I was getting a book ready to help people on Main Street. So let's kind of take a high level of where things stand in retirement today. We have lots of baby boomers retiring. I think it's 10,000 a day turned 65, something like that. Are most people entering retirement in pretty good shape and having a comfortable retirement? Where most people entering retirement not in good shape? Well, I would say based on the statistics that I've seen, uh, that 53% of Americans out there have nothing saved. Uh, you have a smaller percentage that have, have less than 10,000 saved. So I would say that what we have is an epidemic. Uh, we, we've got a, a, a situation where people are not prepared. Uh, they, they don't see what's going on. And unfortunately, you have people that will retire that end up having to unretire to go back to work. So what is being done about this crisis? And we've had the 401ks that the previous generations didn't have. Some people still have pensions, IRAs. I mean, there have been tools available for this generation's retiring now. You're just saying they haven't been using them enough? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think there's a, a difference. You're absolutely right. And, and a lot of people, you know, back in the, the good old days, I would call it, where people had pensions, uh, this is where the company would set aside money for you. Uh, there was nothing you really had to do. But as we shifted in the 80s to the 401ks, now the obligation is sitting on the individual to make sure they're putting aside money for themselves. And I, I think, you know, people are utilizing it. Not enough are. But I'd say people aren't looking at it with the right kind of spirit. You know, a lot of people see it and they think, well, we're just putting money aside and, you know, eventually we'll, we'll get to use that. I want people to understand with your 401k and 403bs, what you're doing is not just putting money aside. You're putting, you're investing money to essentially be able to replace your paycheck 
uh, later on in life. And so I just want people to look at it and have this uh, uh, sense of urgency about what it is they're doing and how to use the tools to the best of their ability. Uh, your first chapter is called Redefining Retirement. How should people redefine retirement from the way they're used to seeing it? Well, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, have looked at retirement and they think of it as just this, uh, this, I don't know. I think they look at it like it's an age. Like once they hit age 65, that Social Security is going to come to the to the forefront and it's going to save the day. And what I want people to do is start to look at it a little bit different. I want them to understand that retirement has nothing to do with how old you are. It has everything to do with your number. It's how much do you have put away? Uh, what 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 is it that you're going to need and are you properly prepared? And so if I can help people redefine it from this age thought process where they think the government's going to save the day to begin to look at it where it's a number, I think we can have more people like prepared. We can have more people looking at it and going, okay, I've got to maximize my 401ks uh, and my 403bs. I've got to maximize my IRAs and really and truly start looking at this where it's something on my shoulders to make sure I'm paving the way for my financial future. You talk about various obstacles to retirement, one of them being acting like like sheep. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, I, I love to watch Animal Planet with my boys. Uh, it's one of those one of those family friendly things to be able to do. But I was actually watching it once, and there was a special talking about sheep. And it said that sheep are notoriously not the smartest animals on the planet. That's why they have to have a, a, a sheep herder. They have to have a shepherd, someone with a long staff there to be able to pull the sheep back in and keep them on track. And I just started thinking, you know what, financially, I've been like that sheep. I've been that individual that has went off chasing a shiny, forgetting my bigger goals and the things I'm trying to accomplish. And I think a lot of people have. It's really easy to get caught up uh, in our wants uh, versus our needs. So I think if we can stay intentional and stay plugged in into what we're trying to accomplish, we can avoid that sheep mentality and not wander off the path and lose 5, 10, 15, 20 years of just buying stuff. But we can start to work intentionally doing the things that will help us prepare for our financial future. And then another obstacle is not having a plan. If people are in their 50s and they're approaching retirement, is it too late to have a plan? Or how, how can people have a plan if they haven't done enough so far? Well, I think a plan is important to get anywhere. I mean, we make plans for vacation. We make plans to do all kinds of things. And so I want people to hear me out there. Whether you're in your 40s, 50s, or even your 60s, it's never too late. Um, it is never too late to start getting intentional, to start making some changes to what you're doing and how you're doing it. And so if people can hear that, that was another reason for doing the book. People felt like, excuse me, felt like it was too late for them. There was nothing that they could do. And so I want them to know, yes, you can. You can start to get intentional with your budgeting. You can start to attack debt because when you get yourself out of debt, what you do is give yourself a raise. And so I want people to start to look at that and let's take proactive steps and not just sit back and look at what we haven't done with regret. And you also talk about facing the emotions of retirement, things like guilt, shame, and cynicism. How do you deal with those emotions and still have a decent, comfortable retirement? Yeah, the, those three emotions are powerful. You know, feeling guilty looking back on what you didn't do. Um, or feeling ashamed for the things you haven't done. And then the cynicism part. This one, this one's a little bit different, Jordan. This is, the cynicism means that nothing can be done to help me in my situation. And so what I want people to do is understand you can glance back at maybe what you haven't done, but let's focus forward on what we're going to do, the changes we're going to make, and how we're going to have that plan. And don't be doubtful that you can't improve. We can improve in every area. We need the right information, and we need the right motivation to help us plug in and get serious about making changes. So you're saying a lot of it's psychological. It's not just financial. There's a psychological element to being getting ready and enjoying retirement. Well, I think so. I, I think psychologically, I mean, if you look at anything we get serious about doing, um, wh whether it's weight loss or whether it's, uh, 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 you know, dating someone to eventually get married or being better parents, when we mentally make that decision, what we're doing is choosing a direction. We're choosing a path. And so we understand that, hey, if I do things the right way, if I move forward with the right information and the right motivation, I know regardless of what comes, I can make improvements one step at a time. And I'll say this. I remind people, one step forward is called progress. So if you start doing something you weren't doing before, I call that progress and you're moving in the right direction. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show and MoneyAnswers.com. 
My guest this hour is Chris Hogan. Uh, he is the author of a new book called Retire Inspired. It's not an age, it's a financial number. You can find out more about him and his book at his website, chrishogan360.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Chris Hogan. He's the author of a book called Retire Inspired. It's not an age. It's a financial number. Uh, He works with Dave Ramsey and the, the Ramsey Group, and his website is chrishogan360.com. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. So what can people find at chrishogan360.com that might help them in this whole retirement planning process we're talking about? Well, I think, you know, what they're going to find, Jordan, is they're going to find some motivation. They're going to find somebody that believes that they can still do it and it's not too late. And above all, they're going to find some tools. Um, I'm a firm believer, uh, being a financial person, that people can need to see things. I think a lot of people, we fear what we don't know, and we fear what we don't understand. And so in talking and coaching people on retirement, oftentimes people would ask me, okay, Hogan, how much am I going to need to live, live my retirement? And so I'd ask them a few questions and drill in and spend about 45 minutes trying to figure out their number. And so I realized, you know what, if I could help people kind of gain a ballpark idea of how much they're going to need, I can help them engage in this process a little bit. And so what we developed was a free tool at my website uh, called the RIQ, the Retire Inspire Quotient. What I wanted people to do was understand retirement's not about an age, it's a financial number. So people need to know their number. And so this free tool on my website, you plug in a few data points, how much you want to live on per month in retirement, and how many years you plan to retire, and how much you currently have saved. And the RIQ, the free tool, will calculate and show you what your big number is, how much you need to have put away, but I love it that it takes it a step further. It also shows you how much you need to be investing each month from right now to help you get there. So what if people can't, I mean, as you said, lots of people have saved almost nothing entering retirement. What if people say, well, that's nice, but I just, I don't have the extra discretionary income to save that amount. How can you help them? Well, I think it's one of those, again, understanding those three uh, negative emotions, right? Guilt, shame, and cynicism. And a lot of people I've talked with them, they've been in their 60s and they're like, Chris, I, I don't have anything saved. What can I do? And the discretionary income that you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned that because it always takes me back to one of the areas that I focus on the most, and that is the budget. Now, when you talk about a budget, most people break out into hives or start sweating and get nervous. But really, when you look at it, a budget is a game plan and a map for your money. It's you telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. My friend John Maxwell says that. And so 
being aware of where your money leaks are and what's happening, that will allow you to start to put some management in there, some constraints, so you can redirect money that was going somewhere that you didn't know or didn't matter. Now you can start to do it and make it a little bit more intentional, and you can help yourself. You talk about dreaming in high definition. What do you mean by that as kind of planning your retirement in high definition? Yeah, this is one of those things I actually, you know, sitting back for myself, I started really thinking about, you know, what do I want to be doing in retirement? You know, like what, what are the activities? And I had incredible grandparents who spent a lot of time with me and took me places. And, and I, I just, I had incredible grandparents. So for me, my idea of an ideal retirement is that I'm a, I'm a granddad one day. And I've got grandchildren running around and I'm able to spoil them. And you know what? I've got places I want to travel to with my family. I've got some things I want to see, and maybe I've got some things I want to do for my community and some charity work I want to do. And what I did was, is by tapping into that, I got even more motivated to really make sure, am I doing everything that I can to help those dreams come true? And so doing that, I started sharing that with clients, and I actually gave it to them as a homework item, that I wanted husbands and wives to get on the same page and talk with each other, not at each other. And notoriously, if anyone's been married longer than five minutes, you know, we know how to shoot holes into things our spouses say, and we know how to get them riled up. Well, imagine if we could kind of get together, identifying what each person wants to do, and you rally around it, and you actually start approaching it as a team. The high definition part is I want you to see it crystal clear. Like we have some amazing TVs out there right now, TVs where you can see the grass blowing in the wind and you can see, you know, little, little bugs crawling on tree branches. I mean, you can see in high definition. So I think if we as individuals could start to see our own dreams, our own things we're excited about in that kind of high definition, it would motivate us more than we, we're even aware. You have a whole chapter on budgeting calling, being the, calling it Be the Boss of Your Money. What is different? I mean, a lot of people talk about budgeting, but kind of what do you bring to the party that helps people budget in a better, different way? Well, I, I think it's the approach of understanding the budget is not just something you're doing so you're able just to uh, take care of and make ends meet. Uh, the budget is really the roadmap for you being able to live your dreams. And so approaching it in that way, helping people to understand, like, for example, Jordan, I tell people all the time, you, you, you may not need to earn extra money. What you need to do, though, is manage what you're making much better. We need to be a little bit more intentional, uh, to be plugged into it, to be connected, and to understand how to tame your budget if you have certain areas that are out of whack. You also have a chapter on debt called Your Dreams Deferred. Now, Dave Ramsey's kind of famous for wanting people either to get out of debt quickly or not to get into it in the first place. So what, and, and Americans are in a huge amount of debt, mortgage debt, car loan debt, student loan debt, credit card debt. How can you help people not get into that habit in the first place? Well, I think it's making them aware that debt is a threat. And you're right. Dave, for years, has been talking about debt. But for me, I look at it that it's a debt. You know what debt does? It delays you from living your dreams. It makes us work longer. It makes us work harder. It makes us uh, uh, get more frustrated and irritated than we should have to be. So I want people to see it for what it is. Don't think of it as a tool. We have all these commercials out there uh, that are, you know, trying to be humorous about asking people what's in your wallet. And my boys know, you know, they're 13, 12, and about to be 11. They know dad has cash in his wallet, right? And so looking at it and understanding that debt is a dream deterrent, it helps people to understand and helps to motivate them to attack it, to hurry up and get it out of their lives, which in turn will give them a raise because that's more money staying with them, but can also help them avoid having 10 or 15 minutes of crazy on a car lot and leaving there with a car payment. One thing you mentioned, which a lot of people do all the time, is to co-sign for other loans. You say co-signing can kill your retirement dream. Why is it that people should never co-sign on a loan? Well, co-signing is essentially what you're doing, is you're guaranteeing this debt for someone else. I mean, I'm a former banker, and I would know if someone couldn't qualify for a loan, a car loan, or something on their own, they'd have to find somebody that was worthy or eligible to get it to be able to sign to guarantee that loan. And what a lot of people don't understand, and I'm seeing grandparents out there co-signing for grandkids and uncles and everyone else doing this, but what they don't understand is this. By co-signing, you're saying that if this person doesn't pay, that you are agreeing to pay 100% of the debt. 
And so being aware of this, I want to make people, let people know. A lot of people think co-signing means that, hey, I'm just saying I'll vouch for this person. No, what you're saying is you guarantee a payment. And so that being a threat to live in your dreams, I don't want to bring anyone else's debt into the picture, and I don't even want to have my own. So you wouldn't even co-sign for a kid, say that they need a down payment on a house, or, uh, and then eventually they'll take you off? You, you wouldn't even do that when you're trying to help your kids get established? No, not at all. It's one of those, listen, I'm, I'm a firm believer in helping your kids and doing things for them. Uh, but what I wouldn't do is to be able to take on debt, uh, to, to be able to uh, uh, say that I'm going to pay it if they can't, or being able to, to take on a loan to be able to give a kid a down payment. It's one of those, be aware, give them what you're able to do, or maybe the kid needs to slow down, get themselves out of debt, and slow, save up a good down payment. And that's something parents can contribute to. But listen, buying a home before you're prepared, I mean, all that does is that that can become a burden. That can become a curse to you and your financial future. So what you want to do before you ever think about buying a house is get yourself out of debt, make sure you have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses tucked away, and then you want to save and have a minimum down payment of 10% on a home. Then that puts you in a position to not only buy a home, but to be on a track to own it eventually, because that's the goal. Yeah, I would say that the home owns you. You don't own the home at a certain point if you have too much debt. <laughs> that's it. You're absolutely right. And here's the thing, George. We all know if you're a homeowner, we can all think back to something we had to repair. Heating and cooling unit, washer, dryer going out. And it's one of those things, if you get out and just because a bank approves you for a loan, it doesn't mean that's the amount you need to take. You need to be aware because the bank's not going to help you make a payment. The obligation is on you. And so I want more people going into a home happy and excited about living in the home, not stressing about how they're going to make the next mortgage payment. Your next chapter is on investing, which you call intentional investing. A great retirement is no accident. So how does one go about investing intentionally? Well, I think, you know, investing, it's, it's really one of those things of understanding just the process. I mean, for example, the, the theory of compound interest. Uh, this is one of those, Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. And he's absolutely right. When you start to look at this and understand how it impacts money, uh, there, there's a thing out there about the, the, the Chinese bamboo, uh, that they plant a seed, and for about four years, you can't see anything going on. But there's a lot of activity happening under the ground. But literally about that five-year mark, you can actually see that bamboo break the ground. And if you sit still close enough, long enough, you can actually see it growing. And I tell people that story because that's how compound interest impacts your money. When you're intentionally investing, what I'm doing is making sure that I'm putting money aside, but I'm putting it there to grow it. And so allowing time and compound interest to work on your money will grow it if you're investing in the right things, understanding your own risk tolerance, uh, and understanding what you're selecting and how it works. And you're saying managing risk for better returns is important. The first one being that you could lose money. You're saying a lot of people take uh, more risk with their capital than they really should. Is that what you're saying there? Yeah, I, I have seen that. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, it's like a, a batter in baseball. If he gets up and he's swinging for a home run every time, odds are he's going to have a lot of strikeouts. I mean, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, Hank Aaron has the home run uh, uh, uh uh, award and, and championship for how many home runs he's hit, but he also led the league in strikeouts several years. And so I think when we go after event investing to hit a home run every time, we can open ourselves up for too much risk. So I think it's more of that crockpot approach, not a microwave, where we're trying to do something quick. But I want to have a methodical, pr uh, clear process of how I'm doing and how I'm investing. And then over time, what, allow what you allow to happen is compound interest and time to work together to grow your money. And then you say to get beaten up by inflation is something people don't think about. How do they avoid uh, getting eaten up by inflation? Yeah, this is one of those where I, I guess I'm given a cautionary tale uh, uh, on both sides. You know, not hitting, swinging for a fence uh, with investing to try to hit a home run every time. But at the same time, we also have to get our money in the game. We can't have it sitting on the sideline uh, because of inflation, which simply means the cost of things are going to grow as time goes on. And my best illustration of this is thinking of gas prices. You know, if you look back into the 80s and 90s, I mean, we had, we had periods of time where gas was like 75 cents a gallon. And we flash forward today and we're at 250 or 350 or even 450 in some areas. 
And so what is that? That's the cause of inflation. The price of gas has gone up. Well, I'm telling people, if you're not investing intentionally, you don't understand how you're growing your money and you're not working with an investment professional, you're going to have an issue because you may not be putting your money to work enough for you where it grows enough to outpace inflation. And if that happens and you don't outpace inflation, what will happen is, is you won't have enough to live your dreams and you may not have enough to take care of your day-to-day responsibilities. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Chris Hogan. His book is called Retire Inspired. It's not an age. It's a financial number. He also works with the Dave Ramsey Group. His website is chrishogan360.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Chris Hogan. He is an author of a book called Retire Inspired. It's not an age. It's a financial number. He works with the Dave Ramsey Group, and his website is chrishogan360.com. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Well, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you. So we were talking about the investing menu and the different options you have. Um, and So let's just kind of briefly go through them. Cash is the main one, but today you earn nothing pretty much on cash. So what role should cash play in an investment portfolio for retirement? Well, I would say you're absolutely right. I mean, as you look at it, cash is going to be important. And this is one of those things where, you know, for me, I, I want to make sure people understand the importance of having an emergency fund, uh, being able to have three to six months of expenses uh, that are tucked away. Um, it's in a money market account. Uh, it's not going to give you a fantastic rate of return, but that's the goal. Uh, this emergency fund is not designed to be an investment tool. It's designed to be insurance. It's a cushion between you and life happening. And so some people, again, look at it from an investing standpoint, depending upon how much they have put away and the size of their nest egg, some people feel better having some extra cash sitting there. And I'm fine with that. I think you need to talk to your investment professional just to make sure that we don't have too much money sitting there. For example, I had a guy that told me he had $150,000 sitting in a savings account. And I literally, uh, you know, my hair grew about an inch. And if you know me, I'm bald as a cucumber. So, you know, <laughs> knowing that that money was sitting there, I'm like, it's not working for you. You're, you're wasting an opportunity. And so that's one of those where, after talking with him, we were able to adjust that to a reasonable amount. But then he was able to start to invest that other money to start to get it to grow for him. And then the next was bonds. Now, bonds today have pretty low yields, maybe 2.5% on long treasuries. Uh, possibility of interest rates going up. I mean, it's not something you're going to make a lot of money with as well. What role should bonds play in an investment portfolio? Well, I, I think as it goes back and you, again, you start to look at someone's nest egg as well as the risk tolerance. I think bonds are, are something that can be used. But you, again, you're right. You have to be careful because of that I word I was talking about earlier, and that's inflation. 
And so you really want to understand, and you don't want to, you know, again, start putting yourself out there where you're taking too much of a risk uh, based on those bonds. But if, if someone wants to have uh, a part of that as their, of their portfolio, that's fine. But just be smart and get professional guidance so you can know what you're dealing with. And then stocks have the most volatility and most growth potential, where they can go down as well. Is the best way to do it through index funds or individual stocks? How do you recommend people uh, hold stocks? Well, I think it's one of those where you start to see this and, and you understand with individual stocks, it makes me nervous. And, and, I, and I'll tell you why, Jordan, because I got, I got burned on that uh, about 18 years ago. And it was one of those where I was investing big and I thought, you know, I was seeing growth and I thought it would just kids continue. You know, that was that pie in the sky approach. And, I, you know, I ended up losing a significant amount of money uh, that I, I was un, I'm very unhappy about. I'm still not over it. I twitch every once in a while. And so I want people to understand investing in single stocks is risky. Um, it's a lot like going to Vegas. And everybody that goes to Vegas plans on winning. Uh, but you should see the plane ride on the way back, right? Uh, the faces of people that intended to win, but they didn't. So I caution people with using single stocks. Again, if your portfolio is in good enough uh, uh, situation, you've got a nest egg put aside and you want to put some money, uh, a small percentage of your net worth uh, toward a single stock, that's fine because that's something you could afford uh, to roll with if it didn't go well. And so looking at it with the index funds uh, the, and, and stocks, it, I'm going to look at those through mutual funds. Uh, you know, growth stock mutual funds for me are, are the way that I really want people to take a deep, hard look at, especially when you look at the track record and the rate of return. Uh, versus how you're investing. I mean, a mutual fund allows you to mutually fund an investment along with other people that's being professionally managed. And so that's a great tool that I want people to look into and talk to their investment professional about. So would you do index funds or actively managed uh, growth funds? Well, I'm one of those. I mean, I, I think that actively managed, I like that. I understand it comes with a little bit more of, of a cost. But it's like anything where you're getting professional guidance. I don't expect to, to take my car to the shop and for them to fix it for free. Um, I don't expect to go to the dentist and then clean my teeth for free. You're going to pay for what you're getting. And so, I, again, I, I'm, I, I like that. That's the way that I go. Uh, but I want people to be able to make a decision for themselves based on their risk tolerance, based on how much they have and what they can afford to do. And then the next asset is real estate. So a lot of people, their home is their main investment, in effect. Is that a smart move, or do people put too much in real estate? Well, I think, you know, real estate is a very, very good investment. I mean, especially you start to look at, you know, with mortgages, not, not just, you know, buying a home and staying in it and making a mortgage payment for 30 years. I want people to get into a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage and, and then get intentional, get yourself out of debt, and attack that mortgage in seven to eight years. Uh, so, you know, the goal is have that thing paid off as you're going into retirement and look at the amount of equity you have sitting there. Um, I had talked to a lady out in Denver uh, who had paid off all her debt. She had paid off her house, but she didn't have anything she'd earmarked for retirement. Well, it turns out she paid off her home. Her home was worth $550,000. I'll never forget standing in that book signing line, and I said, well, ma'am, have you ever thought about maybe selling your home and downsizing or finding a place to rent? and investing in the equity. And I'll never forget the look on her face uh, because she had never looked at her home as an asset. So I want people to hear me. Yes, attack the mortgage. Pay that thing off. Now what you have is a dollar amount that's sitting in the home. Now, when you get ready to sell or you downsize that, you have an opportunity to get a pile of money in the form of equity that you could then invest to continue to grow forward. Now, you go through all the different retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. If you have to allocate between a retirement plan and non-retirement plan as far as your investments and the assets we just talked about, how should you make that decision as which money should go where? Yeah, I, well, I would tell people this. I mean, especially if you're working a job that has an opportunity for a 401k or a 403b, I definitely want you to invest 15% of your household income uh, there. Now, People might say, well, Chris, I'm, I'm, I get a match up to 8%, right? And I'd say, okay, well, what you could do is invest uh, in your 401k, the 8%, to get that 8% match. And then you could look at doing the 7% in IRAs, Roth IRAs, or other, other options. Once you max out the Roth IRA, because people are allowed to do up to 5500 a year, if you're over the age of 50, you can do 6500 And so once you do that, 
and you've still got money left over, go back and increase how much you're putting in your 401k or your 403b. You then talk about Social Security, talk about nearing the finish line, using Social Security wisely. Do people often make the wrong decisions about when they start taking Social Security, and what is the best way to figure that out? Yeah, I think with the whole area of Social Security, I think it's it's one of those that people have mentally looked at it as something that's going to save the day, um, as this thing that's going to you know bring them a big pile of money, and they're going to be able to, to do everything they want to do based off that. And I think as you start to look at this and you understand, you know, Social Security essentially – uh, was was developed to be able to provide people an extra cushion. Um, it was designed to be able to give people a little bit of extra money um, as they were aging because people weren't living as long. And nowadays we're in this day and age with technology and medicine, you know, where people can live to 85 and 95 uh, very easily. It can become one of these things where it can become a very serious situation. And so I want people to really sit down run the numbers, understand exactly where they are, and the difference between taking Social Security at age 62 versus 65 versus 70. Essentially, what I've explained to people is this. If you put yourself in a financial position to where you can wait till 70, uh, essentially it's right around 120 to 125% difference in the payout versus what you would get if you took it at age 62. So you could lose some money. Now, I know not everybody can be in that position. Some people are relying on it and they need it. That's, I, I get that. You have to do what you need to do for yourself. But for people that are uh, have time and have some awareness and options, I think it can be a better choice for them to slow down, sit down with your investment professional, sit down with your tax professional. Let's run the numbers and gain an understanding of how it directly can impact you and your family. Are you concerned about the long-term viability of Social Security? I mean, somebody in their 30s or 40s today, should they be concerned? They often say, I don't expect I'm going to get anything. What, what do you think is going to happen long term with Social Security? Well, I can tell you this. As, you, as we look at dealing with the government and money, I mean, it's one of those things I'm always seriously concerned. Um, I, I'm seriously concerned about the decisions that are made and the process that's being followed and, and really this retirement epidemic that we have going on right now. And so for the sake of people, you know, again, not talking about people on Wall Street, I'm talking about people that are on Main Street, people that are living in neighborhoods that are working hard trying to provide for their families. Um, I've met these people. I am one of those people. And so I have a serious concern. And so I want people to understand that with Social Security, it's not really something you can count on. I mean, again, I'm just being honest with people uh, where we're looking at this and we think, well, somebody else will take care of us. Someone else will make that decision. That alarms me because I don't want you to put your family's financial future or even your financial legacy in the hands of people in Washington. I think what we've got to do is step back and look and understand that we've got to, it's less about the national economy and it's more about our own personal economies. We, we've got to balance budgets in our homes. We've got to have a debt reduction plan. We've got to have an emergency fund in our homes and we've got to plan for the future. And I think if each of us can do this with the right knowledge, that's why I wrote my book, that we can start to look at this and understand. If Social Security ends up being there, I call it the icing on the cake. It's one of those that I'll be surprised if it's there, and if it is, great. But if it's not, my family's still going to be okay because I've been working a plan that actually works. I'm intentional, and I'm chasing my dreams, and I know how important my dreams are to me, and I know how important my family is as well. Yeah, a lot of people are counting on, I think, something like 40% of the people collecting Social Security is their only source of income and they start taking at age 62 because they have nothing else. So yeah. what you say is and, right, and but a lot of people are not there. People. Yeah, my heart goes out to that, uh, those people, because those are good, hardworking Americans. These are people that, that worked hard, and I wish I could have gotten to them sooner. I wish, I, I wish I could have met up with them 20 years prior and given them some information. But I, I think in the midst of that, there's a lesson for us to learn. For our, the people that are in our 20s and 30s uh, and even 40s, for us to look at this and understand the time we have on our hands, we've got to maximize it. It's one of those I don't want people looking back, regretting choices they didn't make. I want people looking back, being excited that they engaged the process and took some steps to set themselves up for the future. Indeed. I mean, the three legs of, of retirement, Social Security, pensions, and people's private investments 
are all kind of shaky. Social Security, you said you shouldn't even count on it. Pensions, a lot of people don't even get today, traditional pensions. And a lot of investments, you just said, most, many people have saved nothing, basically. So that's where the retirement problem comes in, I guess. It really does. And, you know, again, pensions were where companies took care of it for you. didn't have to worry with it. And nowadays, we have 401ks which means you've got to put money in to be able to get some out. So I think it's a whole mix. I think it's a matter of helping people become aware and really sitting down and making better decisions as they move forward so they can develop a plan and have confidence in what they're doing and more the result that they can get from the plan they're working. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Chris Hogan. He's uh, written a book called Retire Inspired. It's not an age. It's a financial number. He also works with Dave Ramsey. Uh, His website is chrishogan360.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host of uh, MoneyAnswers.com. My website is, uh, my website's MoneyAnswers.com, and my guest Chris Hogan's website is ChrisHogan360.com. His book is called Retire Inspired. It's not an age, it's a financial number. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Well, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you. So you talk about who do you trust assembling your dream team. A lot of people don't have any financial advisor, anybody they really trust. How do you go about putting a team together that's really going to help you accomplish everything we've been talking about here? Well, I think it's really important for us to get guidance. Um, You know, I think there's this adage in America now that we're supposed to pull up our boots and do everything on our own and, you know, like the old West, just make it happen. And I think that's unrealistic. Um, I think there's so much information out there now. There's so many nuances and so many areas of specialization uh, that it's, in, it's more important than ever to get the right kind of guidance, uh, to sit down and talk with someone. It's just like with, you know, medical issues. Uh, eventually, we can some search online and we can go to, to websites and try to think we can figure it out. But if it doesn't improve, we eventually got to go talk to someone that's been trained. And I think that's my mindset around. I don't want to have a hit or miss attitude. I want to have a, a target attitude. I want to do things and have people guide me to make sure I'm not wasting motion and I'm not wasting resources. And time is one of the most precious resources out there. And so when you start to think about getting people on your team that you can trust, I'm talking about in those <laughs> crucial areas uh, from an investment standpoint, uh, from a tax standpoint, uh, from a legal standpoint. Uh, insurance, all those areas, uh, uh, just to name a few, are crucial areas that if we don't do it right, or if we make a misstep, it could end up costing us money as well as time. We haven't talked about insurance at all. You talk about insurance as the unsung hero of your retirement. What role should proper insurance play in a good retirement? Well, insurance for me is protection. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's essentially risk management. Uh, you make a payment, and in exchange, you get protection. 
uh, in the form of insurance. And that's on your automobile. Uh, that can be on your, your, your home. Uh, it can be even renter's insurance. Um, and so looking at this, I want to build uh, my portfolio. I want to build my nest egg, and I want to build my asset. But, I, oh, man, it's just uh, it's a, it's a fatal – it can be a fatal financial issue to work really hard to build it but not spend any time to protect it and to make sure that it's safe. And so insurance is absolutely crucial. It's one of those things people tend not to think about, uh, but we've had a lot of things go on uh, in, in America recently uh, with, with floods and with uh, hurricanes and, and earthquakes. And I think people are starting to really understand that, hey, I've got to make sure that I'm protecting things that I care about, and I've got to have that proper coverage with companies that are reliable and trustworthy. Do you have a specific warning about life insurance? when to get it, how much to get, whether it should be term or cash value. What should people do when they're looking at life insurance? Well, life insurance is put in a, in a place. to. It's a way that you show that you love your family. Um, it's a way, again, that if something were to happen to you and you're providing for your family, whether inside the home or working outside the home, you're providing for your family. If something happens to you and you've got people depending upon you, um, then life insurance is there to make sure that it doesn't add financial stress on top of an emotional loss. Um, losing someone that you care about is hard uh, and it's tough. That's a process you have to work through. But I have worked with people that have lost people that they loved, but they also didn't have insurance. They didn't have life insurance. So now this spouse that's now a widow or a widower has got to deal with the loss of their spouse, uh, their soulmate, but now they've got to deal with that financial loss as well. So it adds even more stress to the individual and what it is they're trying to accomplish. So having life insurance, as we look at this and pull back, um, you know, cash value, whole life, all of those insurances are trying to do four different things. It's trying to be insurance. It's trying to be a savings account. Um, it's trying to be an investment plan. Uh, and it's trying to give you a, a form of protection. And by trying to do three to four things, what happens is, is it's much more expensive. I know people are working hard. They're trying to make ends meet. Uh, they need to be smart with their money. And so looking at it, that term life insurance, having protection for a set period of time, is the cheapest way to be able to get that kind of protection. Now, I recommend people get 10 to 12 times their annual income. So that means if someone's making 50000 a year, they want to look at getting five hundred to 600000 in term life insurance. That means if they were to pass away with that term life insurance in place, five to $600,000 is coming to the family to allow the family to live, make ends meet, but also make a plan for life moving forward. Your final chapter is what you call you're the CEO managing your family and business and financial business. So how can people be a CEO and make sure all these things work out well? Well, I, I'm a former small business owner myself. And, you know, being the CEO of my business, I knew that I was responsible for everything. Um, ultimately, you know, from doors being unlocked to doors getting shut down and the lights being turned off. And I think that kind of mindset is the mindset excuse me, that I want people to have as they're starting to look at their retirement. You know, you can get some professionals near you that are trustworthy, um, investment professionals, uh, insurance professionals, uh, all of those things. But ultimately, what you can't do is get those people in your life and, and just delegate the responsibility to them. You need to get those people around you, but you have to always be the team owner. You have to always think like that, that I am the connection point with all of these individuals. I have to make sure that they're doing what they said they're going to do. I got to follow up with them. And, and, and what that does is it helps people change their mindset. Uh, too many times we have this sit it and forget it mindset in America today. And I think with our dreams and our financial future, we've got to be plugged into this. We've got to be plugged in and clued into it so we can know exactly what's going on. And if there are changes that need to be made, we have to be the person that sees that and make sure that it gets done. You often talk about relationships, making or breaking a family, uh, and you say to raise adults, not leeches, is the way you put it. So how can you do yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Well, I mean, in this day and age, we've all heard about boomerang children, uh, where you, you grow them up and you launch them, and they, like a boomerang, end up coming back. And I want to be clear with this. I know there have been some millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Yers uh, that have dealt with some life situations, health situations, 
uh, maybe walked through a divorce or whatever, and they ended up coming home to live for a while uh, as they recouped and regrouped, as I like to call it. And that's, I totally understand that. I think families should support each other. But I'm talking about the different one. When I say leeches, I'm talking about able-bodied people that have the ability to go make money, but they're instead sitting in mom's basement or dad's basement playing Xbox or playing one of those games and hanging out all day, and they're, they're not being productive. They're not helping themselves, and they're definitely not contributing to the family. And I think as parents, we've got to be aware of this. Uh, we've got to understand the difference between someone coming home to heal versus someone coming home to steal. Steal meaning that they're there for t- 8, 10, 9, 12 years, and they're not doing anything to try to better themselves. Uh, the problem with that is this. Parents, if they have money going to the kids and they're paying for the kids and they're doing that up into their 50s and 60s, what happens is you've got money that's being diverted away from them preparing for their retirement. Instead, it's going to someone that could be providing for themselves, and that's dangerous. Because what mom and dad intend as a blessing, it's actually going to end up becoming a burden. Because that young individual that they, they put on that, that hammock for 8 to 10 years, that's who's going to end up having to take care of them later because mom and dad didn't take care of themselves. Indeed. We have about two minutes to go. Just kind of sum up the different kind of life people can have in retirement if they take your advice and retire inspired as opposed to what a lot of people are doing today is not really putting any of this into, into action. Well, I think it's a tale really of, of two dreams, to be honest. I think one is a, a, a tale of two stories, rather. Uh, one's a dream, and one could be considered more like a nightmare. Uh, I think as, as people are working hard, and I know they are, but if they don't look at it and start to think differently about what they could be doing and what it is they're working toward, I think we could end up just consuming and living day to day, living for the day, um, instead of living in the day and preparing for the future. I want people to have that different view. I want people to have this mindset that I've got things that I want to do for myself. I've got things that I want to do for my family. And so I want to make sure I'm working a plan that actually works. And the goal of Retire Inspired, the whole reason I wrote it, was a way for me to coach people right in their living room where they are, a way for me to guide them, to help them understand there are some pitfalls out there. There are some some distractions. So to be intentional, be aware, but most of all, make a decision. Make a decision for yourself as well as your family. Terrific. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Chris Hogan. Uh, He works with the Dave Ramsey Group. His book is called Retire Inspired. It's not an age. It's a financial number. And you can find out more about Chris on his website, at his website, chrishogan360.com. Thanks so much for being an excellent guest on the Money Answer Show, Chris. Thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.